Welcome to the podcast. Today we get into um, an interesting part of the development of the plan that we're kind of executing now with coronavirus. Event 201. Glenn covered it on TV. You can get the full show there at blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 30 bucks with that. But this is about... You know, if there is a pandemic, what do we do? And they outline all of their plans, and we're seeing those plans being executed now. Um, it involves a, a lot of big figures on the left and in business and how those things, how government and business are going to work together. Uh, it's something you definitely want to watch, and Glenn starts the show with it, give you a little uh, preview of it there. Uh, we also uh, hear from uh, Kevin Freeman. He's from Blaze TV as well, talking about how we can reopen the economy. He's an economist. Um, ben Dorr, who's the guy who is being blamed for all these protests all across the country. Is he some evil conservative activist or just a guy who's, you know, believes in his Second Amendment rights and is trying to organize? We'll get into that. Rabbi Daniel Lappin joins us. Uh, and Sarah Brady, who is from Idaho, she was arrested on a, a playground for having her kids play on the playground. She tells the backstory, which is pretty interesting. Uh, we'll get into all of that as well. Make sure you subscribe to this program if you haven't already and rate and review it. Five stars is the appropriate, of course, amount of stars. And also do the same for Stu Does America. Make sure to search for that and we'll, we're getting into some of the, uh, the hijinks of the Cuomo family tonight on Stu Does America. Thanks for subscribing. Here's the podcast. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, what the head of the UN's World Food Program just said should be making front page headlines all over the globe because if he's what he's claiming is true, and I think it is, we're about to see food shortages on a scale that is unprecedented in modern history. Um, remember, before COVID-19, there were locusts the size of major cities, not individuals, but you know, the whole swarm uh, that were eating the crops all over Africa and the Middle East and parts of Asia. Uh, and that was going to really hurt us. Uh, now, coronavirus has been implemented. These these measures have been implemented. All of us are having to stay home. It has brought trade to an absolute standstill which means normal food operations. And we're going to start seeing shortages here in America. Mark my words, please be prepared for this. Uh, but normal food production now is stopping as well. And uh, transportation is breaking down. The head of the UN world food program just said, and this is the only, this is the only time I think they ever talk about God or a Bible. He said, we are facing now in 2020, late 2020 and 2021, famine of biblical proportions. Mm. Jeez. So that leads me to say, you know, you got the, okay, so you got the plague of locusts, right? You have the pandemic. I think it's time for Pharaoh to let our people go. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I think I think I'm getting the hint. Uh, Let let our people go. okay? go. Get out. I got it. I got it. But, you know, Pharaoh would chase us Mm. on the the, uh, across the desert and into the sea. So, yes, he would. uh, Not not a lot is uh, not a lot has changed. Um, You were uh, we were just talking about event 201. 
and I know what's going to be said, which is so oh, crazy yeah. because it, it, it has its own website. I mean, you can look you it can up, find it. Just just Google, Google event 201. It's exactly what I did. Right. And there it is. <laughs> the whole event. Right. <laughs> there are conferences right. all there and you can see the things they were right. saying. I mean, right. y- you know, it's it's not like if they were just saying, you know what we should do is prepare uh, the world f- with more PPEs. We should have more masks yeah. and we should have more gloves and we should well, have they did say those things. Yeah, but it went way deeper than that. <laughs> way, <laughs> way deeper. deeper. Yeah. Like, we need a no, new was, world order. It's that kind yeah, of stuff. No, th- they met on, I think it was day two or day three, they met with, with banks you know, heads of banks and, and economic experts and said, OK, so here's the scenario. What do we do? Well, we got to get the governments just to bail everything out because all of this, you know, mm. it, it makes sense now when you when you understand that the Fed came into the president's office when he said, I think I need to shut the economy down. They just handed him a, a plan and said, here mm-hmm. it is. This is what we're going to have to do. Right. Because they had already done it. Yeah. And I appreciate the fact that they're wargaming, but I don't like the fact that everybody who is wargaming in this, they don't really like the free market. Mm-hmm. They don't like small government. They didn't take into consider the Constitution. This is all about passing these giant draconian kind of laws that are all part of Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. And what's going to be said about the presentation last night and what you're saying today is that Glenn Beck is saying that they they spread the virus to make all this happen. No, and that's not what didn't. you're saying. That's not what that's you're not saying. That's not what they said. Um, no, you know, they, didn't, they didn't do that. Even though... They're taking advantage. They were prepared. And as always, constitutionalists and conservatives were not. Mm-hmm. As always, you're exactly right. I did hear you say earlier, though, that the guy from UPS was spreading vials of disease all over <laughs> the planet, just sprinkling it everywhere he yeah, went. No, I don't. And UPS no, travels I, to a lot of no. different cities, and in every city, no. he was leaving another vial no. of COVID-19, that bastard. Uh, no, that's, between that's him and the guy from like Chick-fil-A, they're, they're going to kill us yeah. all. <laughs> Damn Christians. <laughs> So, By the way, did, speaking of Christians, did you did you hear that the police somebody ratted out and called the police on the Amish? Did you see this? No. Okay. So the I mean, first of all, I mean, you kind of know it wasn't your neighbor. The Amish are like, well, it wasn't Jebediah because he doesn't have a phone to call the police. <laughs> uh, but uh, but they actually they the police were called because they were having some sort of a, a barn gathering. And there were too many people in that barn to be safe. And somebody drove by oh and gosh. saw it and were like, the Amish have got to be stopped. <laughs> What are you talking about? They actually arrested some of the Amish people. Can we leave the Amish alone? (laughs) Good heavens, And the Amish have probably already visited the guy who narked on him and brought him uh, a plate of food and cookies and and some churned butter. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They're such great people. Yeah, no. I know you just... 
I know you. I know you just uh, executed uh, Soraya for not having a mask, but I'd like to build a barn for you. <laughs> that is the kind of people they are. So it really is. Uh, the other one that I found interesting was the mayor of Vegas. And how everyone says that it's reckless and uh, dangerous for Vegas to open up. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you need to finish that sentence now because of coronavirus, because I think it's dangerous <laughs> and reckless to open Vegas up at any time. Yeah. I mean, it's riddled with disease. It's mm-hmm. just, it's... It, I don't think you're going to have any more problems in Vegas uh, than you already have. No, she just just me. She just uh, they made her uh, Anderson Cooper kind of made her look bad. I think the other night when really what she was saying was, um, I'm going to let people exercise personal responsibility and the the casinos that open, they're going to be able to decide on the on the social distancing thing to try to keep their customers safe and their customers, by the way, also can apply some personal responsibility to it by deciding how close they're going to get to other people. It's kind of how, I don't know, we should be, right? It's what it's what Christy Nome said in no, South you Dakota. You are a freak. I know. You're a I freak. Know. You need to be destroyed. I know. <laughs> yeah, have you noticed how they're destroying Ellen DeGeneres now? Yeah. Yeah. They are coming after Ellen, and I think it's because she uh, laughed with George W. Bush in that uh, box watching some sporting event. And uh, they were really mad at her about that. Now, I mean, these rumors have been out forever that that Ellen is just not what she's like on stage. Uh, She's really a mean person. I don't know if I buy it. I don't really care, quite Mm -hmm. honestly. But... If you look, it is the left and it's, it's, it's organizations like the Daily Beast and they are they're firing shots over her bow uh, saying, yeah, I mean, you know, she's really kind of not playing ball anymore. And she's, you know, buddying up with George W. Bush. I mean, have you heard how mean she is? We don't want to talk about it now, but it's starting to be talked about for the first <laughs> time out loud. I mean, it's they just yep. they yep. just will eat anyone and if anyone. Was, and if it was conservative saying that it would be because they're homophobes. Uh, yes. But they're doing it simply because it's in the interest of nice people. And she's not one. So that's good. That's so, right. And you're right. It all started uh, yeah. after after the appearance with George W. Bush. So uh, there's one other one other thing I'd like to uh, uh, address. Unless you have something, Pat, do you have anything you want to bring to the table? No, I wanted to talk about your uh, your event 201 because uh, I, I found that chilling. I found it chilling. <laughs> I think you're actually being sincere. I am. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. That is what I came on wanting to talk about. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it is. It, it, everybody, need, you need to watch it. You need to do your own homework. Don't listen mm-hmm. to conspiracy theorists that say this was all planned and, you know, coronavirus isn't real because it is all real. These were just these are people that were prepared uh, and t- and and are taking advantage of a situation. Never let a crisis go to waste. Uh, and we have to watch our government, these public private uh, partnerships and and all of this bailout. I mean, it it all of a sudden makes sense that the federal government or I should say the banks now, the Fed 
is now the largest landowner in the world. The Federal Reserve Jeez. is now the largest landowner. What is the objective of Agenda 2030? It's to be able to have the government own all of the land uh, outside of the suburbs and in the rural area to push everybody into cities so we can save the earth. And the one thing that I think we should get from all of this is why are conservatives, why are constitutionalists uh, so awful? We're the worst planners in the world. We don't plan for anything. The progressives have been planning all of this stuff for over 100 years. Whereas we don't know what we're going to do 10 minutes from now. I, I don't know how we've gotten mm-hmm. stuck in that rut where we don't uh, we don't have long range plans where they I mean, they've taken over the educational system. Uh, they've taken over the universities. They've taken over a, a lot of the science labs, the scientific labs and and research areas. And they've been insidious in this. And they've been planning for all of this stuff for a century. So why are you know, so it's not too late. Why aren't we talking about bigger ideas on, we for instance, be. I think I think uh, Mitch McConnell was absolutely right when he said yesterday, no bailouts for these states file bankruptcy. Right. Let the states file bankruptcy. Why am I in Texas going to carry the burden of the New York uh, uh, payrolls? And all of the the uh, the uh, New York uh, retirement plans. Why am I having mm-hmm. to pay for that in Texas? I knew that was insane the minute they were starting to do it. It was one of the reasons mm-hmm. why I left uh, New York. Many people left California because they knew it didn't work. Now you're going to just put that on my back? No freaking way. You have to go through bankruptcy and you're going to have to tighten your belt. And I think he's absolutely right. This is a mantra that we should all be saying right now. Otherwise, it's just going to happen. Because as I told you at Fox, when I went over all of the pension funds and said they're all going to collapse and they're all Mm going to push it to the federal government. This is the event that they will cover that with. No, no. Here's an idea. I know it's kind of old timey, but since we're headed for uh, famines of biblical proportions, why don't we try something else of biblical proportions? Why don't we try the 25 year or the is it 25 year or 50 year jubilee? You know what the jubilee is? The jubilee, I think all loans had to expire every seven years or you, you couldn't drag anything out over seven years. And then there was the jubilee. And the Jubilee was a resetting of all loans. Everything expired. Everything was, any debt was wiped out. Mm. Why don't we suggest Mm. a, why don't we suggest a global Jubilee that we don't owe any debt. The countries don't owe any debt. We don't owe (laughs) any debt to the banks. Everyone's debt is completely wiped out. Saves us $25 trillion. Uh, I like it. Sure does. (laughs) Just start over. I like it. What's crazier? That? What? Seriously, what is crazier? That idea or just printing unlimited amounts of money and saying that debt doesn't matter? Just wipe it out. It's a great position for us because we're the biggest debtor nation. Yes. So it works out well <laughs> yeah, for us. I don't know that yep. other countries. And that China may not be every- yeah. yeah, screw China. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right.
You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Kevin Freeman is an amazing guy uh, in the private sector. He co-developed and managed the portfolio operations group for Templeton and uh, managed nearly two and a half billion dollars. Uh, he's consulted in brief members of both the House and the Senate, president and past CIA, DIA, uh, FBI, Homeland Security, Justice Department. Uh, he has done critical, critical studies on 2008 that was used for the DOD. Uh, and he is the host of Economic War Room that you can watch on Blaze TV. If you are a uh, member, just watch Blaze TV and Economic R- uh, War Room. You can also find all of his work at economicwarroom.com. Welcome to the program, Kevin. How are you? Glenn, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Well, I could be I could be better. Our economy uh, could be working. There doesn't seem to be a shortage of money. There seems to be a shortage of commerce. Uh, And I don't think people really understand what we have uh, possibly done to our to our economy. They is because we are all locked in our house. Still, people think we're going to go back to the way it was. Uh, Can you give me some insight on what you think the world's going to look like here in the next six, 12 months? Well, you know, it depends on which. Sure, it depends on which perspective you take. If you look from the perspective of the elitists, uh, those that are sitting in their mansions, like the Nancy Pelosi's with uh, ice cream, you know, their full expectation that we're going to not only go back to the way things were, at least for her, uh, but that this is the opportunity to remake all of society in the vision that they have, and and that's frightening and depressing. But if you talk to liberty-minded people, and I spend at least half my day doing that every day, they're scared, they're hopeful, and they're ready to work. They're ready to change things in a positive way for this country. So we have a path. It's a God gave us, I choose you, life or death. Well, we have a path of tyranny or liberty in front of us. And the liberty path is going to be harder to get there. The natural forces push us to tyranny. But it is still there. And if we cry out to God, I believe we have a shot at the liberty path. So you you have, you know, seven steps and I uh, to open up the economy. And I just want to hit on a couple of them. Um, uh, Shelter the vulnerable is the first step. The second one is use data driven approach uh, to open up certain parts of the uh, of the country. You say there's a data tool that can tell you which counties can open right now. Oh, absolutely. Why aren't we? Go ahead. Yeah, it's a tool that uh, Navigo has developed. I'm looking at it right now. State of Texas, if we open the entire state of Texas uh, right now, uh, we might have 451 additional COVID deaths than keeping it shut down. That was the estimation that this tool has. But we would have 986 more suicides and that's an estimation. And then you take that data and you look down to the county level and you say, this county has young people. They don't lack ventilators. They don't have people with lots of diabetes. They have an important and critical industry. We could open in a county by county basis and we could get the uh, economy. It's like after the lights go out, you go with the breaker switches. You want to turn on the, in the most important things first so that you get your house back up and powered properly. So, Kevin, uh, first of all, what is the name of this? Is it an app or what is this? Well, it is this tool that you were just talking about. 
Yeah, Patriotic Group of Engineers uh, at Navigo started. You can see it at restartnow.io. Anybody can go there. I've got Texas pulled up on mine. There's a little green button when you go to Texas. It says turn on the economy. You press that button and it shows you the counties that can be opened and then it shows you exactly what the data is telling us of how much savings it's going to bring in jobs, in lives, and so forth. And there's some counties. There's wait, some wait, places it's, that it's, need... Go ahead. It's called Restart. Sorry. What is it? Restart. Restartnow.io. Now.io. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. There are some so, counties, you were saying. Yeah, there are some counties that, that need to remain shut. I mean, there's no question. The idea of opening all of Texas or all of New York or all of Florida doesn't make sense when you can go down to the county level. And I worked right. with this team and, and said, let's make this done by uh, entrepreneurs, by patriots. It's funded by an Indiegogo campaign, not federal money. I told them, reject the federal money and reject the big data money. Big data has been in trying to buy this tool. And so we started an Indiegogo campaign where people can say, hey, I want to see what my county's doing. Here's $45 or $9 or, you know, it doesn't matter what you give, just people giving. And all of a sudden, People want to know, is my county one that's safe? This is a tool that has the data that you don't have to worry about uh, it being manipulated for political purposes. I have to tell you, this is such a... I'm looking at it now. You end the shutdown now, end the shutdown in 30 days. It shows, if you end the shutdown now, how many dollars have been lost, how many jobs have been lost, and how many uh, COVID uh, deaths versus suicides... Uh, then, if you ended in 30 days, how many additional dollars, how many additional jobs and, and increased suicides? I mean, we're, th- th- this one is at least trying to balance both the heart and the head because we have to open this country back up. And I, I don't know if the average person realizes the damage that is being done every day that we are we are sitting on our hands. Well, there's no question. When you, if you watched President, uh, Vice President Pence gave the commencement address at the Air Force Academy, and you saw those thousands of that thousand patriotic seniors graduating, there were two that were missing because they locked all the seniors in their rooms, and two of them unfortunately took their own lives. They were healthy. They were young. There's no way they would have died of COVID, but because we put that enormous emotional burden on those seniors. Two of America's finest took their own lives, and that's happening across the country as people are facing abject poverty or the, or the virus, and they're trying to make this Sophie's Choice here. The problem is, is that seniors, and I talk to lots of them, say, hey, look, give me liberty or give me death. But elitists say, you can have my liberty, just don't let me die. We've got to go back to that. Our American people realize there's a risk to all of life, whether we're driving at 75 miles an hour or 55 miles an hour. You can save lives by lowering the speed limit, but you cost living. And, and people say we've got to restart the economy. So I say if that's the case, let's shelter the most vulnerable, number one. And number two, let's have a data-driven approach, a scientific approach to opening the economy starting immediately, not from political reasons, not because of marches, not because of totalitarian dreams. Use data-driven approach and get it started now, saving lives and saving the economy. Yeah, and there are lives to be saved with the economy. We are looking. Uh, where do you stand on the the warning from the UN that we are looking at global famine? Uh, quoting the UN of biblical proportions because of COVID and and other things like the. 
plague of locusts and everything else that happened. Well, that's where you go to Second Chronicles seven thirteen in the Bible, where he says, "If I send a drought, if I send locusts, and if I cause literally a pandemic, a plague, um, then we should turn to God." And that was my seventh step. You know, I go through the six yeah. steps, and the seventh step is cry out to God. Yeah, we are um, uh, we're in real trouble uh, because I think this is what God is telling us. And I'm not sure if that is is happening. We need a massive um, awakening. Um, Kevin, the um, I, I don't know if you're aware. I did a special last night of event 201 where there where the people, you know, Bill Gates and Soros and everybody else uh, and the U.N., they are looking to move their Agenda 21, Agenda 2030 uh, goals uh, forward on a plague event like this. Uh, and they talk a lot about public private partnerships uh, and how the government and the uh, the private sector need to start working hand in hand and working as one. Um, you know, that's great if you don't have fascism where one is telling the other what to do or where the government is owning part of that. Um, but I think this is where we're headed with a lot of these these bailouts. The the Fed now is the largest landowner in the country. We now, because of these bailouts, now own part of the U.S. airline industry. Where is that in the Constitution? Where are you seeing things happening that we really need to be aware of and stop? Well, Glenn, the first thing is the special you did last night was fantastic. I sat and watched it with my wife last night before I went to bed. Um, It's scary. It's really well done. What One thing that most people don't realize, on January 23rd, published on CNBC, George Soros warns Trump of potential economic doom before election, and he's crowing the stock market's all-time highs, and George Soros is saying, you know, you don't realize it, but we're going to have economic doom before the election. How did he know that? My answer is what you showed us last night, Soros at Davos was told this is worse than we think. Uh, They knew it at the World Health Organization. They knew it in China. He had access to that. And so he just came out and just tweaked President Trump and said, you know what, there's economic doom coming. And I think that is one of the smoking guns that says these guys, I don't think they caused it. You made that clear. But I think they were prepared for it. They were prepared with a game plan to take away our civil liberties and to remake the world in their image as soon as a pandemic hit. And they were aware that a pandemic was on its way because of what happened at the, uh, in China and the World Health Organization they knew was covering it up. This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. I'm going to talk to you about a Republican governor, uh, Brad uh, Little. I keep thinking of Chicken Little of uh, Idaho. Uh, he is this guy. I don't even understand it. Uh, now, I, I have uh, connections to a very small town in, uh, in Idaho, and nobody's paying attention to the Idaho standards up there because everybody's just working and doing what they have to do and and they all use common sense they're farmers for the love of pete there's been 51 deaths in idaho 
Now, that's from COVID-19, 51 deaths. That's 0.002% of the population. Every year, they have 250 people die from drugs and 417 people die from suicide. I can guarantee you there will be more suicides in Idaho because of these measures than there will be COVID deaths in Idaho. Uh, it's on full lockdown like the Democratic uh, states. He's not uh, he's supposedly going to be announcing something today. Uh, just a couple of days ago, uh, he said that um, they're going to be opening up all non-essential businesses. But there's businesses that are opening up right now going screw you, man. There's there's no problem here. How come you can have the city golf courses open uh, and where you're making money? But I can't do that uh there was a uh, family that is now facing prison time for holding a yard sale outside of their home out in the open air with no large crowds they were arrested and they're facing prison time somebody else that you might have seen yesterday uh went viral a woman a mom in Idaho, took her kids to the park. She was arrested. Her name is Sarah Brady. Uh, she's facing possibly up to six months in jail. Sarah, welcome to the program. We're glad you're here. Thank you, Glenn. Happy to be here. So, uh, Sarah, I want to start. I, I want to start uh, right off the bat because uh, I saw your video yesterday and I was horrified by it. And then I saw some additional stuff where the cop was really trying to be cool. I mean, he was really, he's like, I, look, guys, I don't, you got to talk to the mayor about this. I can't help you. Just it's closed. The city has a right to close the parks. They close them every night. So where, where do you stand on this? Because the cop really wasn't trying to be a bad guy. Uh, and... And I understand that it's stupid to say your kids can't play in the park, but where do you balance this? Well, so there's two, there was actually three officers there and there in the park area where um, I was arrested, there was two and the gentleman that didn't have a hat on, I actually felt like was pretty reasonable. The person that I, um, the escalation occurred with, I actually felt like was much, much less reasonable and, um, and I can completely see <laughs> the, the frustration of being in the middle of um, citizens who are upset about a park being closed and then feeling like you have the pressure from the mayor or the governor that you have to, um, you know, enforce orders. And, you, and, and I want to make this clear, too. You're not anti-police or trying to make them look bad. You are married to a police officer. I am not anti-police at all. I, I love it, law enforcement. I mean, obviously, I'm married to one, um, you know, but I also, I, I don't like to see government overreach. And it is frustrating to see um, police officers being put in this position that they're having to enforce um, what I feel to be unconstitutional orders. So what is, what... Um, did you call the mayor or or anybody uh, prior to this? Have you have have there been efforts to get the mayor and to, to get the governor to stop this? You know, there have been efforts. I, I personally haven't called the Meridian mayor. There have been efforts to um, like there was a rally last Friday with a bunch of Idahoans at the state capitol. I attended. 
Um, my understanding is there's been a protest at the governor's house. I did not participate in that. So there's a lot of Idahoans that are very upset about what's going on. Um, a lot of Idahoans that are upset that some people are considered essential, other people are not. And I mean, quite frankly, I, I think anybody that's trying to provide for their livelihood is essential. Oh, I 100% agree. Um, and if there is a state that could be opened, I mean, there's a few of them. Uh, Texas, we've only had 17 deaths and we're an enormous state. Um, uh, you are, you know, Idaho is one of those states uh, as well. You have more than Texas does, uh, but still it's it's not New York City. And uh, I, I don't understand. And this is a, 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 a Republican governor. I don't understand why these governors in places like Idaho um, feel like they need to uh, treat everyone in the state like a child. Well, you know, it's interesting because <laughs> I, I, I think people should have the um, ability to make choices for themselves, right? I mean, every day, every day we, we take risks, right? If you get in a car, you're taking a risk. Um, I, I, and I, I think Idahoans are smart enough to know what risks they want to take for their family, quite frankly. When you went to the park, this was a, a planned protest. I mean, you, uh, there's a, a, a post. I don't know if you posted it. There are a bunch of us taking our kids to the park in Meridian today at 3 p.m. Tear the tape off the playground. Anyone can join us. Kids, no kids. Let's take a stand. So this was, you, I mean, you, you knew that there was going to be a confrontation of sorts, right? So, yes, and let me, and let me tell you actually what happened. So there was actually, okay. from what I remember, two different um, events, and I was involved both. I, I did not make that comment saying, hey, come to the park. I did not make that comment, um, and let's tear down the tape. I didn't. I actually, I was on the fence about going. I mean, quite frankly, my kids have been cooped up in the house for over a month now. I have a special needs child. Um, they've been asking mm. to go to the park. They want to know when things are going to return to normal. And so I was on the fence. I, I honestly was like, oh, you know what? I don't know if I want to go down there. I don't, I don't, my, my concern was this, honestly, are, are people going to be, you know, acting inappropriately? Are they going to be vandalizing things? That, that was my concern. So I was kind of on the fence and, um, you know, I have friends messaging me, are you going to go? I'm like, I don't know. You know, I'm not sure. Um, so that day I'd kind of forgotten about it a little bit. Like it just wasn't high on my priority list. And I sat down on my couch to catch up on social media and up popped a video. A friend was like, Hey, we're at the park, you know, and I see all my, my friends there with their kids and they said, Oh, the tape's down. I was like, Oh, you know, and, and this park is so close to my house. So I thought, you know, it's literally, it's, this is like, I think the event time was three and uh, 3.45, and I'm like, yeah, if, nothing, if nobody's come now to, you know, break up people, you know, playing at the park, I'm probably safe to go mm -hmm. down there and hang out with my kids. And so that's literally, I, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go down to the park with my kids. Hmm. If the city would have said to you as mothers, um, hey, listen, uh, the, the virus lives on plastic for you know 72 hours or whatever and there's plastic on the playground 
uh, we recommend that you know you just take some Clorox wipes and you wipe them down or whatever. Because I got news for you, it's on the shopping carts and every place else uh, when you're going right. out to buy groceries. Um, that's reasonable, isn't it? Would you have brought Clorox wipes to wipe everything down if that was their objection? And and uh, I mean, it's supposed to die in the sunlight, and it was a very sunny day yesterday, so it didn't matter if you had yeah. Clorox or not, but. I mean, absolutely. If that would have been the requirement, please, please wipe down the equipment or, you know, try to keep it clean. I wouldn't have had a problem with that. So the governor is supposed to talk about reopening the state today. What are you expecting? Hmm. Um, well, you know, quite frankly, I didn't expect all of this. So I, 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 I this is what I'm hoping. I am hoping that he does what Idahoans want him to do is reopen our economy, reopen the parks. Um, let's get back to normal because we can't do this forever. And I, you know, why, I, why do you, you know, st- I don't think. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, please. I was going to say, I don't, I don't think protecting people and then wanting to open the economy have to be exclusive to each other. Like I, I think that we can have both there. There's always going to be vulnerable people in our population. Right. Then there's going to be another virus. Right. I mean, viruses exist everywhere, but we also need Idahoans to get back to work. I mean, I have friends who are being laid off, um, you know, people, people not being able to provide for their families. And it's, it's, it's a scary time to think, how am I going to put, you know, food on the, on the table? So, I mean, I, I think you should, I think it's reasonable to reopen the economy and reopen things and people can take precautions businesses can choose to take precautions you, you were bailed out yesterday you were bailed out yesterday what do you th- what, what what do you think is going to come of your case so it, it was actually the day before yesterday um but okay. yes i was i bailed out um you know i don't know i i would I, I would hope that they would drop the charges because how how can someone like me be considered a criminal because i just wanted to take the, my kids to the park I, I don't, I don't understand that. I mean, like, that's not the America I know or want to pass on to my children. Um, but it, you know, time will tell. I'm not, I'm not going to plead guilty. What were you charged with? I was charged with trespassing. Six months in jail and a thousand dollar fine. You say yeah. this isn't the America that you know. Uh, it's shocking when things like this are happening in Idaho. Um, well, thank I, you so I, much. I don't, Sir, go ahead. No, um, I was just going to say I don't understand how we can let, you know, criminals and pedophiles out of jail. And I'm, I'm getting in trouble, you know, for being at parks. But, Sir, you thank you so much. Thing, Mr. Beck? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say, you know, there was a protest at the police officer's house the, the night that I was released um, from jail. And I just, you know, I want to say to people out there, we're, we're all in very tough times, right? There's escalated emotions. And I just want to say that I had nothing to do with that protest. And I want to apologize from one police officer family to another that I'm sorry that happened. And I, I don't want people to make people feel unsafe. 
Thank you. Yeah, well, you, you, you've you been doxxed by the uh, left, so your family feels unsafe, and I think it's wrong whenever we take it to somebody's house and to their family, and uh, I'm glad to hear you say that. Thank you so much, Sarah. Appreciate it.